Welcome back to the Jukebox Club podcast. This is episode three. The reason we decided to do this one is we were taking albums that we first owned, which this was the first CD I remember buying by myself. And you're going to hear all about this Marshall Matters LP. Marshall Matters LP. Not the Slim Slim Shady LP, which I almost said, even though we just tried to fix that. Damn it. (laughs) So, yeah, this week we're doing the Marshall Mathers LP. We're going to get into that. Uh, Just a heads up, next week we're going to be doing the Color and the Shape by the Foo Fighters because it was the first album I remember buying. Yours is a lot cooler than than mine. You know, I own Marshall Mathers, but it wasn't me that bought it. Like, my brother bought it. Right. I had it. I think every... Everybody gets a first. (laughs) So... Um, also, check us out on Twitter. It's at Jukebox Club Pod. You guys can give us your suggestions on what you want us to do next or just a basic review mm. for that. Tell us how wrong we are. Tell us how wrong how we just got everything suck. right. Yeah. <laughs> how these are too long and <laughs> blah, blah, Didn't blah, pay blah. Attention. Cameron says like too much. Yeah. Too many pauses. Too many weird pauses. You can hear turtles and people yelling in the background. They're singing and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can send us our or any album suggestion. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear it. You know, we need ideas. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have Twitter, you can also email us at jukeboxclubpod at gmail.com. It's a mouthful, but I go. got through it. I got through it. Um, Write that down. <laughs> so, don't forget. Yeah, all right. Let's uh, get into it. He wants to be just like you, man. He likes you more than I Shady Lane. Actually, that's Shady, Shady Lane. That's um, Justine's address, too, which is weird. <laughs> Shady Lane. Shady Lane. That's why they call me Shady Lane. <laughs> Yeah, but that'll that'll get you every time. Man. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna sing that every time we go to a fire now. Uh, yeah, Shady Lane. <laughs> I do like that. Um, yeah, the, the pissing stoplight stop pissing guy. That's good. No, no lyrics. To that that does. I don't like that, man. Yeah, um, lyrics are absent from the booklet, which made me mad because I like wanted to see how it was written, like if it would be handwritten, right. Or typed out like similar to the uh, gaslight one. Right, right. And not no lyrics at all. I thought it'd be cool to see Eminem's like penmanship. Oh yeah. And him scratching out one F word <laughs> to put in another one. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever he's four letter word here. Yeah. Um, or bitch to hoe. And... <laughs> Slut. Slut. <laughs> Him coming out swinging. Because the the public service announcement, I, I laugh at it because it's... Yeah. I'm usually... When I put it on, I'm usually not ready to, like... Like, I'm, like, either getting my seatbelt or something. Right, or right. backing out where I'm not... And it, it comes on, and you instantly, like, start laughing. Because it's funny. Right. Do you do you ever notice Eminem's voice in that? How he's whispering he's to the whispering, guy? He's whispering, yeah. He's like, tell him. Tell him. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Upon purchasing this album, you've just kissed his just ass. Kissed his ass. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I could, I, I don't mind the intro being that, mm-hmm. but the fact that there's like a skit, like every third song is kind of draining. It's a lot. On my, I'd say about third, like listen through. Yeah. I was just skipping all of them. They're, I was just getting like sick of hearing. They're not really people necessary. like goofy and talking. Yeah, um, and he he does it a lot. Yeah, I remember in the Slim Shady LP. I want to say um, there was a public service announcement in that too, and then there was a bunch of skits. Those are. I'm trying to. Like, it also quick. makes like the album's 18 songs long. It's so <laughs> long. It, like, there's like five skits. Yeah, I'll it's just get rid of them skits, so I can get through this crap. And didn't you say every skit was ninety nine cents on iTunes? Yeah, what a ripoff! I was like, you've got to be this, this one. Literally, which one is it? 
The um, I know Paul is just a voicemail. That's really Paul's short. Paul's a voicemail. Less than a minute. That public service announcement can't be maybe a minute. Paul is like less than 10 seconds. It's super. It's How? AM. It's Paul. Dre gave me the new album. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> 99 cents. 99 cents to hear this idiot on a... Th- uh, drive me nuts. Like I mentioned before, it's probably a minimum on iTunes. If you're charging for something, you can probably charge at a minimum a dollar because some songs are also a dollar 99 now did you notice that yeah which is weird yeah it's always like the popular ones or the hits off the album or a dollar 99 or a dollar 99 like um yeah i didn't i never got that especially when you can just steal them off of bear share yeah bear share has them all (laughs) (laughs) why why would you why Why would you you? pay to i can understand a dollar i've bought songs for a dollar yeah absolutely yeah but a dollar ninety nine, unless it's a song I'm absolutely in love with, I, I'm not gonna just buy a song that I'm just like, uh, I might like this song. Let's let's hear it. Yeah. Two bucks. I, it's not even that. It's not even that much. It's just so much harder to get rid of two dollars than one dollar. Yeah. It, it like, I don't know. Your finger like stops you. Like that. yeah. Yeah. I'll just download it off Bear Share. Bear Share's got it. <laughs> well, I, Oh, the, the thing with iTunes too, like they let you listen to it for longer. Like you can preview. I think it's like a minute and a half. Really? Yeah. I remember it was only thirty seconds before. That yeah. You could they, preview it. They've like extended it. So what would you do with like Paul or? You just hear the whole song. You just hear the you. whole skit, and you're like, <laughs> but they cut it down to maybe ten. Se- I don't know. Like that's. Like I said, ten seconds. You're getting all of Paul. So, so I don't know. I don't, what would the preview be? Hey, Emmett's. And hey, Emmett's. Oh, you have to pay two bucks to hear the rest of this yeah. voicemail that he left. You want to? Yeah, pay two dollars <laughs> to hear a voicemail because I'm assuming this album has to be at least, at least the hits off of it are probably two dollars. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't look. I think I bought it. The price tags on there it was what seven fifty? Is that what it is? Yep, that's what I got mine for. Like seven yeah, bucks. super cheap. Um, I mean, what? It's sixteen years old now. Yeah, and which is insane. I'm not even sure. I think that was a new, like it was still in the wrapper, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, nice. Um, nice. So I got a new album for $7.50 Six just because of how old it is. Probably how many they were made, how many were made, too. It's probably super oh, sure. abundant. I know they had a bunch when I went. Yeah. There was a bunch of this one. And like um, the, I'm trying to think Maybe the last one. I, the, the, I'm not too sure what his last I just, album yeah, was. I, I called the place ahead, and I was just like, hey, do you have the Marshall Mathers LP? And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to come pick it up now. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, no, I want to pick up. Do you have the Foo Fighters color and shape, too? <laughs> and it's funny when I got there. Like, I already thought, I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy Eminem and Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah. They're probably like, what the heck is this guy doing? What is he listening to? And, uh... I also bought, or they had them behind the counter for me when I walked in, and they also had a Harry Potter Blu-ray, like, with it, and they're like, is this you? And I'm like, yeah, but I didn't get that Harry Potter Blu-ray, <laughs> and they're like, oh, I don't know how this got in here, but I'm laughing, thinking the people working there, when they see, like, a stack reserved for Cameron, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has Eminem, the Foo Fighters, and Harry Potter. And Harry Potter. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just put it to the side. Uh, it's good though. I mean, you yeah. do get a very like a variety when you go there. Right. I mean, you just pick stuff and um, things like this. It's great. Like you said, brand new for seven, seven eight bucks. 50, yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So support your local. What do you call that? CD shop. CD. Um, CD trade store. Yeah. Trade. Trade. Or just go and bear share. Just go and bear share. It's- <laughs> It's probably easier. <laughs> Fucking bear share. Bear share. We're bear making share. in that sponsorship money. Bearshare.com. <laughs> um, so I guess we should talk about the album now. Um, I, I, it starts with, I mean, the public service announcement, like you mentioned. Um, and then Kill You is the first song <laughs> off of it called Kill You. Just, just come out swinging. Um, yeah, how did you feel about it? Um, I said it was. It's one of those ones where it kind of catches you off guard almost mm-hmm. at first because you're not really expecting him to just be, um, like you know, obviously if you know Eminem and 
that earlier stuff, it's it's like all angry like that, and he's um, yelling and. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's weird too because I was listening to it um, with my girlfriend and it was kind of like you almost didn't want to have it yeah, on yeah. with her Especially there. Kill You. <laughs> kill You because Kill You is, you know, it got it turned that corner real yeah. quick. So, yeah, I skipped. I, yeah, I skipped. But alone in my car, I, I would get through it and, and you laugh sometimes at some of the things yeah, just because yeah. I think... Cause you, the way I see it is <laughs> Eminem's writing this just to kind of piss people off. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, I mean, his target target audience, obviously, is people that are going to, I guess, know that he's not entirely serious right. while writing this stuff. Um, and also people that, you know, that his beats are really good. Yeah. Like, every song I noticed, I'm like, this is a cool beat. Yeah. Even though, you know, even whatever he's singing about, like, Kim had a really cool beat. Yeah. I really like the beat of Kim. Yeah, and then but it's so hard to stomach that song. It really is, and it's it's one of those ones where you have to almost be like ready for it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could never go cold in the, in the yeah. Game. You have to almost like warm up. Like imagine it. putting Kim just like on your shuffle playlist, <laughs> like coming on after always, yeah. Johnny Cash and then the and then Johnny Kim. Cash and then Kim, and you know it's coming because of the real um, that eerie intro. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, and, and then he's like putting his daughter to sleep. Yeah, man. It, it's it's hard he's to like, get Bye, through. Good night, honey. And he's like, sit your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> just zero to, and then that, the, the just the beat, and just yeah. Um, that song kind of reminds me, Kim at least, of like I wrote down here just notes to take, mm-hmm. and two things I wrote down that Kim reminded me of was American Psycho and Clockwork Orange. Do you remember? Have you ever seen those yes. movies? Yes. Where American Psycho, he's just this insane guy, mm-hmm. and if I remember the movie correctly, who just does he like invites girls to his house just to kill them? Yeah. And then he goes to work, and he's just this normal guy. It's normal. Yeah. And you can re- make a movie based on that character, and it like was like an all American classic, and especially Clockwork Orange, Clockwork like that, that gang Absolutely. of people that like raped girls and broke into houses. But that's, like, known as one of the greatest movies of all time. It's so iconic. But it's so weird that if you make a rap song where you're kind of centralizing that same character, that murderous, you know, asshole that no one can really relate to, that it's such a big deal to people. Yeah. Um, Like, how targeted Eminem is by, like, at least with the time, you know, how music was kind of the target of, like, the Columbine massacre... And any kind of violence in, especially like the early 2000s and the 90s, just yeah. any rapper was just like blamed for any shooting. Oh, absolutely. And it's just so weird to me that that genre is, or music in general, is, is targeted when, you know, movies and television really isn't. And I guess it is, but it's not really held under a microscope like, excuse me, music is. And you can kind of hear him talk about this stuff in the album. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I think there's a line, like, didn't know you could do that much damage with a pen. Yeah. And uh, what song is that? It's like the fourth one on the album, I believe. I think that's uh, Paul, but... Oh. <laughs> what a, who knew? That's what Who it knew? Is. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that's, it's just powerful stuff to me because, um, I mean, after Kill You, Kill You to me is just his way of being himself and being that character of Slim Shady and starting the album off violent and mean. And then it goes right into Stan, which to me, Stan is more of like an apology, I guess. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, the central, the main character of the song is Stan, who's this obsessive fan and kind of the fan that Eminem is trying to convince he's not serious. Because... I mean, Eminem's got to protect himself. He can't come out and say, right. hey, uh, you know, I don't really kill people and all that stuff. And, it's all just a joke. Yeah, and in Stan, you kind of hear that confession out of him. Like, hey, I say that stuff just kidding around. You you know, you, what do you mean you cut your wrists? You know, you don't, you need to find real help if, if you're really like that. Yeah. And yeah, that's, Stan to me is, is just Eminem's confession of saying, Listen, if you really are as troubled as the characters I write about in these songs, like you need help, you, you need know. To get, yeah. 
And to yeah. me, that's that's such a beautiful song because of that. It's it's I'm really into self aware songs. Yeah, like how we mentioned in the Gaslight episode uh, where he says, um, "Call every girl we ever met, Maria." Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. To me, Stan is the version of kind of breaking that fourth wall down and him saying like backing away from like the critics saying listen this you know this isn't what i'm trying to convey here i'm, I'm right. just joking around uh, you know just letting inner demons out i guess for lack yeah. of a better phrase yeah. um yeah i mean i know you really like stan yeah i don't yeah. want to hog all my time that's, talking about yeah, stan. that's you know <laughs> i i remember um Getting back to what you said before, I, there was this interview with Bono, and they asked him about Eminem uh-huh. and like his the controversy. And he said that, you know, he had a really good point. He said no one um, went after Johnny Cash when he said, you know, I shot a man in arena just to yeah. watch him. Like, it's interesting. It's interesting, but yeah. in the same thing, you have to take it kind of the both way. Like yeah. Eminem and them both talked about killing somebody. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like I, I get that it was different times. And obviously, he was coming, like you said, he was coming under fire from um, parents. Um, yeah. Uh, a lot of homophobic yeah, things were yeah. being thrown on him. Like, stuff. he was getting hit from everywhere. Um, but then uh, you said, like, you get something like Stan, and it's just kind of like, he shows yeah. you, like, this is just, it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's an act, but the characters in his songs sometimes aren't, you know. Right. And- 100%. Yeah. I can kind of relate it to wrestling. Like, we're going to probably do a lot in this podcast. But when you... Yeah, he's playing a bad guy, essentially, yeah. who Slim Shady, quote-unquote Slim Shady is, is. He's the heel. He's the bad guy. Yeah, he's the heel. I mean, he's going to do mean things to piss people off. Yeah. And that's his job. Because he can. Yeah. that's And to me, Eminem's way of seeing it is everyone has a dark side. Everyone thinks like terrible thoughts and Eminem's just kind of letting them out in, in forms yeah. of songs. But yeah, he's getting all this criticism and like he said, it's, it's just, he's just, he's, I think the lyric is, uh, I say that shit just clowning. You know what yeah. I mean? How <laughs> fucked just, up is you? Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> just clowning. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it, like you said, it, it shows you the other side of him. Though. Right. Just to where, look, I'm not trying to, really hurt anybody or make yeah. people think a certain way I'm just just saying stuff and when he pisses people off he, he knows he's doing it yeah yeah and then they tell him to stop but he's just gonna do it more yeah and you know it it worked though I mean, yeah. we're still talking about it 16 years later about all the yeah. all the stuff in there but Stan is just the Elton John version which we talk about all yeah. the time that's like the, the I love that live version. Elton John version was beautiful he and, nailed oh it. dude it's so cool because that was right when he was under all that homophobic, like, uh, targeting and, yeah. and people saying he was homophobic, which he denies all the time. Like, listen, how many times do I have to explain this? Like, I'm not writing, like, about, like, when he says gay or, or something, he's, he's like, listen, I just grew up, like, calling people gay because they sucked or something, which right. you could argue, like, shouldn't be said, but he, he doesn't mean any harm by it. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought it was incredible that he brings out John, who's gay, on He's stage. gay, yeah. On stage with him, and then they embrace each other and hug after this song. Yeah, that, that's got to be one of the greatest, mo- like, moments in music history. Is, oh, absolutely. Eminem and Elton John. But I don't think... Stan. I don't know this, but I don't know if people knew before that was going to happen. Um, I... I know for a fact that because the song starts with Ditto's uh, "Tea's Gone Cold" and wonder why, um, and the live version that they do just starts with Eminem's verse because they had Elton John behind a curtain. He was a kid. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I think they did keep it a secret from a lot. Of, like at least all the fans didn't know it was gonna happen because when they turned Elton John around and revealed him, like people went crazy. Yeah, that's a like, big I'm sure pop. People like producers and stuff knew about it, obviously. Right, right. But I'm pretty yeah. They kept a lot of people. I think they just said like live performance by Eminem, and here comes Elton John. Here comes Elton John with them, and it was so fantastic. Yeah, it's such a powerful song too. It really is, and that live atmosphere of it yeah you know watching him because like you you can't see him on like a cd what his facial expressions yeah. and stuff but like seeing it live is just makes it a little bit more real yeah. and i i loved how he uh, did the last verse live he they wrote out a desk for him and he was like writing it down like as if he was responding to the letter yeah and you can notice in the song i don't know if you noticed part of the beat 
is like a pen scratching a notepad. Yes. And uh, yes. I thought it was cool because the verse where he's driving in the car, you don't hear the pen scratching because he's recording that on a tape. Yeah. He's, and I just thought that was such a cool little detail for them to add is, is Absolutely. in the letter versions of the song, you hear a pen scratching against paper, whereas yep. in the part where he's recording something, you don't hear that. No, it's it's done very well. Yeah, like I think it's probably one of it's one of my favorites yeah. that he's ever put out. And um, even though it has like a, you know, it gets real serious real quick. Yeah, you still get this kind of like you can look at the bigger picture. Like, okay, this is a really good song. Yeah, I th- I think yeah, yeah, the last verse, I think he's kind of distancing distancing himself from all that violence and trying to because I'm sure he was blamed for a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. And the last verse to me is, like I mentioned before, him saying, like, whoa, like, that was you that drove that car off a bridge? You know what I mean? Yeah. And he, yeah, you can tell he's, the fake character of Stan is, like, completely shocking to Eminem in this song. When he's like, wow, like, I can't believe, like, you did that. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, I'm just trying to screw around. I'm just making music. Yeah. It doesn't. I hate how Paul follows this song. Going back to Paul, it's it's such a like yeah, it's such a buzzkill. It really does <laughs> because the next song, "Who Knew," um, is about yeah the the chorus is "I never knew I could affect this kid," you know, and all right. that stuff. So to me, "Who Knew" is is kind of a continuation of that whole. Uh, listen, I'm not trying to tell people to go out and kill people. Yeah, <laughs> quit blaming yeah. me for this bullshit. Howdy, folks. It's Cameron Stone Cold here, and we're keeping this podcast free for you. So we got to give a quick shout out to our folks over at Strickland Propane. It's grill season, folks. Everybody wants to be out cooking out, enjoying some delicious hamburgers and hot dogs. And there's only one place to get your propane needs. Strickland Propane. Hey, based out of Arlen, Texas, at Strickland Propane, the customer comes first. Coming up next week is their annual grill stravaganza, folks. Save money on propane and propane accessories. They're even rolling out a brand new line of grills, such as the Wagner Char King. What? The Char King Imperial. What? The Vulgar Citizen. Oh, hell yeah. Strickland Propane. Taste the meat, not the heat. <laughs> you know, he might have thrown that in there just for like the like comedic relief. Yeah, like, just a, This is really heavy, so here's a funny thing to make you laugh again. A breather after... <laughs> Which, in all honesty, it should have been after Kim, because after that one, you just kind of yeah, need, like... that one's rough. You need a break, almost. I love how, um, who knew starts, verse one is, uh, I don't do black music, I don't do white music, I do fight music for high school kids. Yeah. <laughs> that line was pretty cool. He always, like, he. I think he throws a shot in, in the Limp Bizkit, too, doesn't he? In that song? I don't know. I think. Does he? he? He likes to throw, like, little, um... Um, Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. I just noticed he was like, he was kind of the, they're kind of his target too. The, or uh, ICP is a huge target of his. ICP, yeah. yeah they really go after, he really goes after it. <laughs> pretty, pretty. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I, I guess you can draw parallels between Eminem and ICP. Yeah. But yeah, he's just, you can tell he hates ICP. Uh, he hates them with a passion. <laughs> Was that, are they even still around? I don't know. I know they, like, released a song that everyone made fun of about, like, magnets or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking that, about? I, you know, I have heard a few things by them, and yeah. it's, like, so weird to me. I don't know. They – see, I don't know how true this is, but I heard they – ICP, they came out and said they were, like, super Christian and that all of their fans that would come to their shows – they were like trying to start a gathering of like troubled youth to try to like turn them towards God, but I don't know how true that is because you don't really hear about them anymore. What are they? What's the name of their like group? Um, is it Juggalos? Yeah, the Juggalos. That's the fans. <laughs> That's weird. Face paint, big Face baggy paint, pants, big baggy pants. <laughs> they're they're out there, man. Yeah. Which I you know, but you said that they're kind of similar to Eminem though. People yeah. Like I mean. I, I don't want to say they're similar, but you could definitely draw parallels between like Eminem and ICP. Yeah. Clearly, Eminem's better. I don't think anyone would debate that. No. Um, 
Yeah, I, I see. ICP, I was never into at all. I, no. I always hated them. I hated the whole, like, they embraced that. Their tagline was, like, the uh, the most hated band. Oh. And they, like, ran with that. And yeah. It's like, now you're just making it a, a thing now. <laughs> now you're just pissing people. I mean, yeah. they're they're just they're just around. And, yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I'm not into it. Um, there's a line in uh, Going Back to Who Knew. It says, you want me to wash my mouth? How? Take my fucking eyeballs out and turn them around? Turn around yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, to me, yeah, that's... I just love, like, this album is just kind of a response to Slim Shady, at least. Yeah. And, yeah, he... It almost seems like he's like, oh, I know I'm going to get criticized for this shit I'm making. So he just made a lot of songs that are just like, fuck you. Like, what do you want me to say? Exactly. These are what I'm thinking, so I'm just going to put it out there. And, like I said, it worked. Um, Would you say Stan was your favorite off of the album? Yeah, Stan or I'm trying to think here. I see. I liked um. um where was I just lost it. Oh, the way I am. Like I, I think that's like the whole know, thing we were just talking how that about. Goes. I'm so bad with song titles. I'm. I have the lyrics up here. I'm clicking on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Just so I can. It's it's going back to that whole like. Oh, that's the one that was right after the one skit where the dude's like, "You gotta quit rapping about this stuff. Fix the album now." Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. <clears throat> he's like he's talking about. Oh, okay, um, yeah. I'm looking at the chorus now. Radio won't even play my jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, I'm sure at the time he had to have been on the radio somewhere. Um, like I know. The Real Slim Shady was on the radio, yeah, but heavily edited. Because I remember the first time I heard The Real Slim Shady, I just like thought it was like a fun, goofy song. And then listening to it now again, like the like the unedited version, yeah, I'm like holy crap! Like how did I get away with listening to this without picking up on any of this shit? I know. And then you you just like a lot of the things that were bleeped. I remember not knowing why they were bleeped. Yeah, and the whole like I remember the the, the line about. That was the line with Carson Daly and Fred Durst. Yeah, they got to switch me seats. Switch me seats, yeah. and then um, he yells about she. She said something in an interview. Um, oh yeah, he's, he's cute though, but I think he's married, married to, to Kim. Kim. Yeah, <laughs> he says. Um, I guess she really said that in an interview. They. Oh really? They. I mean, you know how shitty MTV was. <laughs> like uh, they would yeah. just like have. There was, like, five main people they'd always have on, and when Eminem and Christina Aguilera were popular, I guess they, like, asked Christina about, oh, do you think Eminem's, like, attractive? Would you, you know, that oh, stupid yeah. shit. That idiot. And Carson Daly. Yeah. <laughs> I, Carson Daly had a show after Conan. It was called Late Night with Carson Daly, or really? last, last Call with Carson Daly. Oh, yes. Was it on, like, 2 in the morning? It was on Super Late, yes. Yeah. And I remember he... In one of the episodes, he even said, like, oh, I was such a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> he was, though, man. Yeah. I remember, like, he had, like, his hair frosted. Yeah. And, like, um, that was cool back then, man. That was. Yeah. That was the time. Eminem was blonde. Yeah, bleach blonde. Bleach blonde. I remember my brother dyed his hair like Eminem, and uh, it turned out like orange. Oh, really? <laughs> my brother has really dark hair. Oh, shit. <laughs> It turned out like orange, and it just looked horrible. <laughs> That's good, but that was that was what people were doing, though. Yeah, you know, you're on like one side or the other. Yeah, I remember there was that year. I, it was like the real Eminem and or the real Slim Shady, and uh, my name is was the year before that. Like that stretch of time, everyone was like bleaching their hair and getting buzz cuts. Oh, I remember man. the one. VMAs. I think he did the real Slim Shady, and he came walking out with, with a, a bunch whole of bunch of yeah. Slim Shadies, which was awesome. Like, yeah, Cena did that at WrestleMania. He did. <laughs> which I remember thinking that Eminem yeah. did that. Eminem did that. That was cool. Yeah, he came with all the John Cena. All the John Cena. Can't see me. That was awesome. I really like that because you're looking for him to come out and yeah. make a different. Because they all wore his same. Yeah, his same gear. gear. So. Yeah, even in the video for The Real Slim Shady, he has a bunch of people that look just like him. Yeah. That outro, though, after, the, like, the the last 
chorus and it's just that beat that yeah. beat is so good yeah like, i could listen to that i, I guess, guess it'd be dr dre making all of his beats right i'd assume i yeah i don't really know much about it which is funny that we're doing a podcast doing, yeah. <laughs> i should have found this shit out before let's see like it says producers and it has producer credits in the booklet here he's the executive producer on the cd yes but i don't know if that means they made the beat i don't really know like all the jargon there because it doesn't say it's like true. beat maker i <laughs> Who's in charge for how good it yeah. sounds? And, and I know Dre, uh, Dr. Dre makes a lot of beats. Yeah, I keep calling him. I keep wanting to say Drake. I want to put a K at the end of Dre. Well, he's which, around a lot yeah. more now than than Drake, Dr. Dre. Which, yeah, I apologize, Dr. Dre. You're so, not Drake. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I know he makes a lot of beats. So I'm sure he was involved in at least, if not making them, like you said, it said executive producer, which he oversaw. Pretty much every song, I'd assume. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I, they sure. are all really good beats. Yeah, um, there's really not a bad beat there. Some of it, I think you said, it just gets kind of like the, hard we, to listen to. We were talking before we started recording. Yeah, the album's just really hard to stomach. It really uh, is. As a whole, it's really long, and it really doesn't... I, Stan is so early. Stan, to me, is the only kind of breath of fresh air in the in the album. Yeah. Not, not that... The rest of it's bad by any means. Breath of Fresh Air meaning, like, oh, okay, I can finally get on Eminem's side. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Here's, here's the character to, to root for. All right. Um, whereas the rest of the album is just so dark and... Uh, deep. Deep and dark. Real deep. But if you look at it, though, Stan is number three. Three. Yeah, you have to go follow. all the way to 18. If you do, yeah, if you don't count the stupid skit at the beginning, it's like the second song. Yeah. And it's, yeah, to me, that should have been kind of like one of the middle or last songs on the album, just to summarize everything. It, I think he really kind of like, I don't yeah. know. It seems like you, you have the real Slim Shady, which is like a comedic relief again. Yeah, but real Slim Shady's kind of goofy, I guess. It's still like closer to the, the you, you have that long stretch where they're just like yeah. a lot of deep, deep songs. Um, I guess it's funny. Uh, the bitch please too is funny. Yeah, with all the all the guys on there. That's kind of all the like, yeah. Most of D12s on that one. Most of D12 and who is it also on there? Um, Doctor Dre, Snoop Dogg, Exhibit, and Nate Dogg. Yeah, and D12. So there's like a hundred people on that song. Yeah, then it's followed up right by Kim. Oh man, <laughs> Kim is. I honestly. The first time, like going back and hearing that again, like I haven't heard it in so long, mm. it was really hard to get through it again. I, I noticed myself kind of rooting. I don't know why. Like, if, if you could see it as a movie, like I said, going back to like Clockwork Orange and mm -hmm. American Psycho, I was just like, he's not going to kill this girl. <laughs> he's not going to get away with this, right? It's just not going to happen. And uh, yeah, this is uh, this. The cam is one of the only edits on the unedited version where he talks about um, your four-year-old kids dying on the carpet with his throat slit or so something along the lines of that lyric and they and then the unedited album it's taken out he took it out again yeah yeah no. that's right he did because it's on I have the, we both have the un unedited censored one. version yeah. of these so apparently people I like read about it apparently there's like an, a leaked version where you can still hear that line in it um, but it's just crazy that even there's stuff that, you know, you can put the parental advisory on it and still have to take stuff out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you can almost compare it to like, okay, if you're, say, one night you're just upset and you just say a lot of things that maybe you, you yeah. even in your mind, like, okay, maybe this is a little too far. Yeah. I and guess then the so. next day I wake up and be like, okay, we need to take that yeah. out because. <laughs> well, I mean, he recorded it because, I mean, the line is just edited. So. He obviously recorded it, so maybe people were just like, dude, you should probably take that out. <laughs> he listened to Paul on that one. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Paul came through. I was like, look. <laughs> um, and then there's another line. It says, take a couple kids from Columbine and line them up. Or stand them in line. Yeah. And that that's edited out. Oh, that's edited out. That is. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's... I, I, yeah, I guess you can get away with pretty much anything but child murder. <laughs> well, Which is understandable. It's understandable. He gets a pass on that. It is. Right. It was kind of... Well, when this came out, that was really close to that whole incident yeah, and but things like that. What year did Columbine happen? I thought it was like 98. Was it 98? I'm going to look it up just so we it, get our facts. Yeah. 
for a misquoted on the podcast. <laughs> oh no. People will be responding on Twitter and But um yeah, Columbine, I mean, there's a lot of controversy centered around that. Uh, yeah. based on the yeah, it was 1999 it happened. 99 so this came out in 2000, so, so literally a year later after <laughs> Columbine, he's freaking writing about the kids in it. Oh yeah, and there's this song where he mentions uh how two of his trench coats and guns are gone. Oh, that's yeah. That's what the Columbine kids wore. Shit, yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> you gotta you get watch that. I, I don't know. I, that, that to me, like you were saying, that's kind of like that, like, uh, line, you know? I, yeah. It's, it would almost be like him saying stuff about 9-11. Because, yeah, like, we were too little. We were kind of too little for the Columbine to, yeah, like, really do, stick. I was actually surprised because... I, when I was younger, I always thought Columbine happened before I was born. Until like about re, you know recently, right. somebody brought it up again. And I'm like, I didn't know. Yeah, '99 it happened. Like, See, that's yeah. I, I don't remember hearing about it when I was nine. Yeah, no. I mean, maybe some talk in schools, but yeah. nothing that I can really like remember. Remember, but yeah, it, some of the, the those things are kind of and uh, tough to get through. There's yeah and. Going back to the whole, they villainized the whole music industry. Um, yeah. like I watched an interview with Marilyn Manson. We talked about this before. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I think Bill O'Reilly was grilling them on that Columbine thing. Yeah. Because they, when it, Columbine first happened, it first came out that they were huge Manson fans. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, they later realized that the kids didn't like Manson at all. I hated them. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, then they blamed Manson for the fucking shooting, like him being a bad influence. And Manson in it. In his words, was like, "Listen, I uh, I write my music for people to relate to it, yeah, uh, and yeah. you know I want the kids to know that they're not the only ones going through this shit, and I would never condone anything like that. You know right. what I mean? Right. I, I want them to, if they feel the way I did growing up or feel this way, I'd want them to put my CD on and not take any action out. You know, I want them to get all of their frustrations out through music, right? Right, which." You can kind of associate Eminem with too, is is he's getting all this frustration out, but through writing songs. Absolutely. And, like I read a little bit about his marriage and divorce, and marriage and divorce with Kim. Yeah. And yeah, I mean they did go through a lot of shit, and I mean everyone's been through a breakup, and I'm sure there's a lot of shitty things you could say about you know uh, past exes and everything. Yeah. yeah. And he just let it all out on a piece of paper. I think. It, Kim like cheated on him and I'm, I'm sure and he even says in the song uh, like I cheated on you a bunch of times but I was over that and now you cheated on me yeah 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 and you could tell he was just kind of he just this song to me is about him refusing to accept any of the blame that their you know relationships went south yeah and I'm sure he does accept the blame but from the perspective of this song, this is like, oh, this is me not accepting any of the blame. This is me envisioning you in the future with this dude that you cheated on me with, with a ki- another kid. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, you can go through a lot of dark things after a breakup, and I think his was a divorce, so that's even more serious. Yeah. With and, a kid, too. Yeah. I and mean, that's... So he just let it out, and like I said, towards the end of the Kim, because you can hear him murder her you know quote unquote I mean, it's just sound effects obviously right right but but yeah it's it's brutal to hear that it's stuff. tough to get through that one <laughs> and man. he's screaming bleed bitch bleed, bleed bitch bleed <clears throat> and yeah and you just hear her th- and I've always been really grossed out by throat cuts oh my god <laughs> it's, like, it's disgusting <laughs> anytime so a movie gross. that like it had happens what do they call that a Bulgarian necktie or yeah. something like that yeah anytime that happens in a movie I'm like, oh no! Like I saw any of the Saw movies. I, I can stomach a lot of stuff, a lot of gross stuff. You like cringe though. But neck cuts really. Neck oh, cuts are disgusting. Because like it's such uh, a tense. Like touch your neck right now. It's so tense. It hurts. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't want. It hurts just thinking about even it. Just like, like putting a little bit of pressure on your throat hurts so bad. Uh, I don't even want to talk. I feel like we should. You're getting all grossed out now. Yeah. <laughs> People are wearing like their headphones. Yeah, like, really. To this, like, really? Oh. Ugh. <laughs> About to pass out, get yeah. the cold have, sweats. Have you ever heard of the show Penn and Teller Bullshit? I've heard of it. So what they do was they would take um, just anything mm-hmm. and call it bullshit, uh, like modern medicine, uh, acupuncture, 
Um, they did like an episode on religions, um, and they the one episode that stood out to me was they did uh, it was about violent video games and violent like media convincing kids to go do stuff. Mm-hmm. And they found this kid who was about nine years old that was like really good at Call of Duty, so like the the shooter game Call of Duty, right? And they found him, and his parents like hated that he was into it, and. I mean, they obviously let him play it, but they were like, yeah, we wish he would go out and do something else. Yeah. And they also had on the show people that felt like video games and music that were violent were contributing to, like, massacres and violent kids and bullies and everything. Right, right. So they were out to prove these people wrong, Penn and Teller. And they took this kid who was about nine who was really good at the shooter video games and took him to a gun range and like literally like put a gun down and was like have at it and the kid was just like I don't want to touch that thing like and he started crying and uh, wow. like Penn and Teller like like looked at the camera and they're like this is what we wanted to show you people like this doesn't translate to real life no like the kid is just playing a fucking game like he's not gonna pick up this gun because yeah they took him to a shooting range they're like shoot the target and he's like was like refusing like I don't want to shoot a gun like because he, he's a nine year old kid yeah. it's loud it's scary you know you don't want to fucking shoot a gun no uh yeah, and it was just kind of to me. It was such a powerful moment in television because they were oh, just absolutely. like, "Listen, like, shut up about this violent games and violent music stuff. Like, it does not translate over. There's more shit going on in these kids' brains than yeah. that they listen to fucking Eminem, so they're gonna go shoot a place up." And I always felt like that was a cop out. Yeah, for a lot of people, just to be like, "Oh, they did it because of yeah. Eminem or Marilyn Manson." Granted, yeah, some of that stuff is brutal and mm. hard to listen to but it's all how you the person take it yeah. too. like you have to understand like yeah and granted you know like you said about the video games what kid doesn't play those yeah, anymore yeah. and i i know that you know shootings are obviously an issue and stuff like that but you don't see like know, you don't see that side of it like yeah. i i grew up with those video games you grew yeah. up with those video oh, games yeah, we're not we're not in yeah. any way like we listen to kim probably you know, ten times this past week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't go out and kill people. For you people, <laughs> we did it. We had to For you suffer. Person. Yeah, you person out there, you. <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, it's it's a it was a draining album. Yes, I for the most part I enjoyed it though. I mean, I, I feel yeah, like yeah. we haven't really said anything good about it yet. I to me it, I love. Like kind of this podcast is is a way of promoting discussion for, I call it the discussion after you know movies, uh, TV shows, um, you know music, and this promotes a lot of discussion. There's a lot to talk about after listening to this album, yeah. um, especially if you're a parent of a kid. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I just bought this album, <laughs> and it's it's too like you know the the whole like the homophobic and the gay thing. Yeah. Like, a lot of that stuff was kind of hard to hear just like re- re- repeatedly. Yeah. I know it was online. I, I didn't look it up, but there's how many times he'll make a, a reference to that or how many times he says fuck or, mm. and there was a lot. Oh, uh, there's like a counter. There's a counter. And it's, it's kind of, you know, but then again, like he said, we talked about this in the beginning, he's doing it just to get that reaction. Yeah. Just to poke the bear and, and to get that. But Hearing it is tough, though, and mm-hmm. repetitive like that, and you know you have to kind of uh, saying that though. I, I did enjoy it. Like I, I liked it. Was yeah. it's cool to like kind of go back and to hear the songs you would listen to because I haven't listened to this album in a long time. Yeah, like we mentioned, uh, the real Slim Shady hearing that as someone who understands all of the lyrics, it it's a completely it different song. Yeah, there's a lyric in that song. Sorry to like go off track a little bit here. Oh, no. Um, he says, "Is it Terrell Slim Shady where he says Will Smith got a cuss in his raps, or doesn't yes. got a cuss in his raps? Because there's a Will Smith line in one of his songs that says, I don't have to cuss in my raps to sell records.' And then yeah. Slim Shady Eminem says, uh, <laughs> Will Smith don't got a cuss in his raps to sell records. Well, I do, so fuck him and fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a Bloodhound Gang lyric." Um, and it's just like a skit between songs for the Bloodhound Gang. You've mm-hmm. heard of the Bloodhound Gang. Right? Oh, yeah. And they say, uh, it's Eminem's got a cuss in his uh, raps to sell records. So do I. So fuck Will Smith. <laughs> 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 and I never understood it until like hearing this again. Hearing like, that, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is like talking about. That's so good. They're like, just yeah. one more shot on, on Will Smith. Um, He's someone yelling outside. Yeah, yeah it was just strange. 
They don't like Will Smith either, yeah. I guess. Fuck Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. I, I did laugh when he said that. Yeah. That thing was, yeah. yeah, I guess the whole... Um, I just pulled up the lyrics to the real Slim Shady to bring you that Will Smith line. But yeah, the, going back to that Christina Aguilera line. Oh, yes. He yes. says... Um, I, I got to hear him argue over who she gave head to first. Yeah. I guess uh, Fred Durst from Lynn Biscuit did a song with Christina Aguilera, and they were, uh, and the rest of his band was like, oh, you dork, you did a song with Christina. And he was like, I did it all for the nookie, you know, like that song. Oh, And then shit. Carson Daly was like, no, I was the one who got head off. Like, so there was a real argument between really? Carson Daly and Fred Durst. I love that he called him out on that, too, for being just idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, he, he, I think wasn't the next line about him, or she gave him. He said he was gonna make a song about and tell the whole world how you gave an MVD. Yeah, I remember when they bleeped that. Like, not really. Yeah, when you're that age, you're like, what the hell? What is they VD? Just, yeah. What is VD? But it's really funny because yeah. that was one of the big like bleeps I remember. I I was a huge Limp Bizkit fan. Growing up, I was too, and I just remember being like, "Oh, you mentioned Fred Durst. That's cool." Yeah, <laughs> like, really paying attention. To I like him too. Yeah. Oh, he there's uh, there's a few other times he's I forget what song it was, but not on this album, but a different album where he says like, something like, um, about those Limp Biscuit, something about being worse than Limp Biscuit, or he he makes some reference to one being. I'm trying to think of what it is, but he. He takes a few shots at, at them yeah. throughout the times, and yeah, I guess they had like a pretty big beef, which I hate. One oh beef, I, I kind of hate that word. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what do they really have to like? I don't know. They just want to write songs about each other that are mean. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's different too. Like, if you were thinking about like um, like Tupac and, and Biggie yeah. and those beefs, like that was like a, a little bit more real. Beef. Yeah, that was like where okay, Flint people could die. But yeah, Fred Durst and yeah. Eminem, eh, whatever. They might you know make two songs about it. But that's funny. Yeah, you mentioned because yeah, they accused Suge Knight of killing. <laughs> uh, was it, did he kill Tupac or killed, Biggie or both? <laughs> I heard he killed both. But, <laughs> but I guess uh, people say that Suge Knight tried to kill, or he like had someone hired to kill Eminem. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Which, fuck that. Suge Knight is yeah. the scariest right. human being I've ever seen. He is terrifying. Fuck that. I would stop rapping. I'd be I was, done, I'm yeah. Like, yep, fuck, I'll just go into hiding forever. Like, fuck that. <laughs> There's no way. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess. So, what would you say besides Stan? Like, what would you say your favorite song was? I, you know, I, I like the way I am. The real Slim yeah, Shady. That's, right. that's that's good stuff. I think Who Knew's got to be my favorite besides Stan. Who knew? See, that's that's a good one too. Oh yeah, it's, and there's the line. Uh, you can't blame me when little Eric jumps off a terrace. You should have been watching him. Apparently, you're not parents. And isn't that a uh, reference to Eric Clapton's son? Yeah. Just, <laughs> that's harsh. Because <laughs> <laughs> little er, Eric Clapton's son ran off of a high building, right? I think so, yeah. He ended up dying. <sighs> Man, just, <laughs> just going for it. He just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, it was fine to get through. But yeah, after listening to it a lot, it was just, it was really draining. Yeah. Um, I feel like it, the length of it didn't help because it's like an over an hour and I have about a 40 minute commute to work and I can usually finish an album on the way to work and on the way back. Right. And this, I had, you know, I don't, I think after both trips there and back, I didn't even finish the album still. So it was just a very. There's a lot of heavy content too that you're yeah. dealing with. I mean. I had to start skipping all the skits, like I mentioned before. Um, Especially number 12, just because... Oh, Ken Kniff. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? It is kind of... I heard the first time I heard it, I'm like, what is going on? Oh, no. I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. At first, you're like, what? Yeah. yeah, you don't get it. And then when you get it, you're like, oh, yeah. damn it. And Yeah, that's ICP. ICP again, reference. just... Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, it's any, creepy. It's funny, too, because there's a lot of... Anytime he'll mention... Uh, something like homosexual you can hear like the character Ken Kniff like hee hee in the background <laughs> yeah 
There's a, yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely a goofball. Like, there's a line, something like, oh, I wrote this song for the kids, and you hear him go in the background, the kids! The kids! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the back, those backing stuff, those are... Yeah, they're goofy. You right? get a really funny, like, moment there from that yeah. stuff, and... Um, which, it could have been maybe used on Kim to kind of, like, lighten the blow of that uh, one. Yeah, Kim That's was heavy. heavy. Heavy blow, but... So what was your... You said... Who, Who knew it was your next after yeah, Stan? After Stan, yeah, I think we can all agree it's Stan. Stan's the winner. Too, Stan's our favorite off of the album. Now, what is your least favorite besides skits? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's a Ken if we're counting. Yeah, if we're not yeah. counting skits. Not counting skits. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'd say the one I skipped the most. Here, let me grab the jewel case because yeah, it's a lot easier to. Um, I skipped. There, it was one you mentioned you like. <laughs> was it I think The Way I Am I would skip a lot The Way I Am yeah because that was right after that Steve Berman skit oh like, yes oh, you've got to change your CD and then yeah, I don't know why I just would kind of skip that one after a couple uh, listens to and then the real some shadies right after that which is super familiar for me so I, I'd kind of just want to get to that one so I don't know if it was the placement in the album that made me not like that right. or just the song because yeah I, I think it is the placement in the album because it's right after that Steve Berman skit, which I'd always skip. It's and a lot. And it's right before yeah. the Russell Machete, which I'd always look forward to. Yeah, yeah. So that one was kind of rough. Kill You, I really liked too. The first Kill you, yeah. song, you know, track two, but the first actual song. Um, did you hear at the end of Kill You? He says, like, I'm just playing ladies. You know I love you. You know I love you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that last little poke yeah. in it, at whoever he can. That's. <laughs> That's great. Um, I feel like there's something else I wanted to say, but I can't think of it now. Yeah, no, I think we... Uh, Amityville was really good. I liked the hook to Anne of Amityville. Criminal, mentally uh, ill mentally from Amityville. Yeah, that was good. It's it's another one. It's a heavy yeah. heavy subject matter, which I'm assuming yeah, that's his goal yeah. here, obviously, but... Um, it's not – this album's not relatable at all, at least to us. We, yeah. we didn't go around Detroit shooting people yeah. <laughs> growing up. Um, so th- to me, yeah, that's that's kind of where it's it's very not personal toward me. Right. Towards me. Um, it's more of just like a passively enjoying this stuff. And like I said, I, I was rooting against the Slim Shady character the whole album, which is his goal. He's, he's writing – he's creating this bad guy persona. Right. But yeah, the whole album, I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't like this character, Slim Shady, at all, you know. Um, so it it made it hard to enjoy a lot of it. But Absolutely. not not saying that it was a bad album by any means. Another thing that didn't help it, I, I think the going back to what I said before is the uh, how long it was and the order of the tracks just threw me off. Like uh, the skit after Stan, I did not want at all. No. Um, the Ken Kniff skit. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, in Marshall, the song Marshall Mathers, he calls that ICP. He says something about uh, <laughs> you claim Detroit, but you're 20 miles out. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah. really pissed. Yeah. He's really pissed at those guys, and you can just yeah. And that's the thing, like he. Obviously, like I said, he when he was putting these together, I'm assuming he had like an agenda that okay, I'm yeah. gonna get this, this, and this. But he needed where the relief was at. I felt was like off putting. Mm-hmm. Like you could put them in other in other places. Uh, it was definitely a necessary album too for Eminem's career. Oh yeah, it, it painted him as this. You know, uh, I mean, with the exception of Stan, right? Where Stan to me was his confession slash apology. The rest of it was just kind of like a fuck you, you know, yeah. after um, all the blame he was getting and, you know, all the negative attention he was getting. Rather than tone it down, he just kicked it up another notch with this one. So Which, yeah. To me, it kind of it, it made Eminem who he was and this, you know, hard-hitting, not-sorry-for-anything kind of persona. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's definitely, as an album, important, but getting through it's pretty hard you gotta be you gotta be ready for it yeah and that's that's tough to do i don't think it's i don't think the album's made for you to listen to on repeat like we did yeah <laughs> it's really not yeah you were supposed to just like take those in bits and pieces yeah it's more of like a skim over yeah and there's yeah there's a lot of 
I love the songs blended together for me too. They oh, yeah. all seem pretty much. I'm kind of like, oh, I just heard him talk about this in the last song or something. But like I said, it, it's. I'm sure it was therapy for Eminem to write this stuff. Yeah. And it also, you know, launched his career more than he. You know, he was already like the hottest thing going when this album came out. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. But yeah, I guess. I guess my final thought of it and then I'll kick it over to you is yeah there was a lot of I'd say yeah there's a lot of good songs off of it but in terms of a whole album it's it's pretty tough to get through so that's kind of how I would enclose the album in a sentence yeah I mean not like I wouldn't say bad bad but it's it's tough to kind of like you said, relate to a lot of the songs, mm. which I love to do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't... You can't put yourself into any of these songs, really. I can't. Yeah. I really can't. And that's that's big for me. Yeah. On, a, like, a personal note. But then if you want to just, like, you know, have fun and laugh, like, yeah. they're all some Shady is... It's really yeah. fun. It's one of those ones where you won't hear it for a long time, and then when you hear it, you're you're kind of happy that you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I took from it. I took that it's kind of like a... A place in time, and that's... Although, at the end, though, for Criminal, I wanted it to be done. It yeah. was a long song. I was like, can we just... Yeah, it, it probably should have ended on Kim, and then you just have two done. songs after Kim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you're just like, why am I still listening to this whore? <laughs> you yeah. just killed someone. Just I feel so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, because you kind of feel like you were there. Like, how well he paints the picture of their argument. Right. Um, And that one... Yeah, I, I I hate to keep talking about it, but yeah, he just clearly paints this picture of how, you know, this argument and how he's just losing his mind throughout the song and he's laughing and he's like, remember when you spilled or you threw up all over so-and-so? And yeah. Like, wasn't that funny? And then, yeah, he's that's, that's losing tough. his mind. And then, yeah, it goes on to two more songs and you're like, holy shit, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we Evan can we go back to when you just fucking killed yeah. somebody? Yeah. <laughs> we need to revisit two yeah. songs ago, what you just did before we're okay to move forward. And like how you said, uh, it's hard to relate. I just listened to an interview. Um, it wasn't anything to do with Eminem, but it was a director, and he was saying, uh, "You write your movies as uh, an avatar suit for the viewer to jump into, like so because a main character should be relatable to to your target, so that like the Gaslight album we did." Um, you can put yourself in situations. You know, he uses the word "I," and you can sing along with it and yeah. and relate to it a lot. Oh, you yeah. can make yourself the subject of the song, whereas this is, <laughs> you can't do that. So to me, like yeah. like I mentioned it, like to American Psycho, it's just kind of a third person visual on this guy just losing his mind, going nuts. Yeah. Yes. It's it, it like I said, not like the worst, but definitely something that you know it was not meant to be played straight through, yeah, and on repeat like we did, oh, yeah, fifteen so. times in a row. <laughs> Oof, man. So yeah, is there anything else you want to say? Our time's looking uh, good. I think we're good. We we covered that guy. <laughs> yeah, I think we're we we did the slim or damn it, the Marshall Matters LP. Marshall Matters LP. Justice. We're gonna have to do the Slim Shady one now because I keep Cause fucking keep that up. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I feel like it was a rough. I mean, rough album to start our rap genre on. I guess. Yeah. It's Eminem. <laughs> you know, we just two went. white kids talking about two a white rap. rapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just happens to be like a really rough album, but yeah. We just went for it. everyone thanks for listening be sure to join us next week when we do foo fighters the color and the shape don't forget to hit us up on twitter at jukebox pod we want to hear your suggestions and general reviews on what we're doing yep all right well we'll see you next week see you later bye 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 hey bye <laughs> Alright, that's not the end. We're back again because Chris fucked up the Twitter handle. Damn it. Damn it. Fu- hit us up. <laughs> Jukebox Club Pod.
Pod. At Jukebox Club Pod. That's the Twitter handle. It's not hard to say. Not at all. No. You say it. Yeah. Don't Type judge. it in. Tweet us. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Do it already. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>